0: You're listening to the Secrets of Successful Business Podcast, your go-to source for business tips, tricks, and proven strategies that will help you create a streamlined and profitable business. We chat to the best minds in business about their journey. I think there's a lot to be said for naivety. You achieve a lot when you don't quite know. How they started. Hard work doesn't necessarily mean more money. What they learned along the way. I think we do just overcomplicate things and think we have to. And of course, we'll ask them for their secret sauce for creating a successful business. We need to build real emotional connections with our customers that go beyond what we sell join us as we take a sneak peek behind the curtain talk solutions for those business pain points working smarter not harder mindset and the challenges of fitting it all in with the demands of today's busy lifestyle if you're a business owner side hustler or just starting your business journey this podcast is for you now. Here's your host, business coach, and content creator, Justine McLean from Flossie Creative. Hello, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. In case we haven't
1: met, I'm Justine, a small business owner on a mission to uncover and share the secrets of creating and running a profitable, sustainable, and successful business. I've been in business for over 20 years now, and I get to use all that I've learned along the way to help other women in business reduce the overwhelm, gain visibility around their numbers, charge what they're worth, and make more money. It's about designing a life you love that fits into your definition of success. So if I can help you create the profitable business you deserve, please reach out. Now, without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Like the ex that broke your heart, the frenemy that just seems to always turn up at the same events as you, or that schmoozing uncle from Bridget Jones' diary you'd rather avoid, we've been dancing around the R word, the recession we might have to have for the last few months. Considered an unavoidable part of the business cycle, it seems that Australia has gone through a recession pretty much every ten years or so since the 1970s, and I'm including the global financial crisis of the 90s in there too. Add to that the pandemic and the economic fallout for business owners subjected to lengthy lockdowns over the last two years, and frankly, a recession could not have come at a worse time. For many business owners, either starting to recover from the impacts of COVID or still struggling with the aftermath. A likely recession might just be the straw that breaks the proverbial camel's back. But rather than dwell in the negative, in this episode, I wanted to jump in and share some strategies that might just help recession-ready your business. So let's dive in. For anyone listening who's wondering what a recession actually is all about, technically, it's when the economy experiences two consecutive quarters of negative growth or a significant decline in economic activity. So think falling retail sales, rising unemployment because people lose work as businesses make fewer sales, and then the overall economic output just declining. In a nutshell, the economy is really struggling to thrive. And in this case, the recession we're likely to have has been caused by high inflation and the upward trend in prices due to recent floods and the resulting shortages. Plus, of course, we've got international events like the war in Ukraine, not to mention the ever-present continuing impact of COVID and all those other winter bugs that are going around. Now, the Reserve Bank is attempting to curb inflation by increasing our interest rates, and we all know what that means. Increased mortgages and a reduced amount of money to spend. That's their plan. As households struggle to survive and cut discretionary spending, business then starts to suffer. People that once would have expected a weekly visit from you, maybe it's the florist or the local takeaway, aren't getting that custom anymore. So the economy slows Unemployment increases and well, you get the picture. Most experts believe that a recession here in Australia is inevitable, particularly if the US goes into recession and that's expected. So as small business owners, how can we weather the storm that might be coming? Well, here are some tips that I think might help. The first one is know your numbers. So start by reviewing your profit and loss look at where your business is vulnerable. Look at your income and your costs. Can you reduce or cut back on some of your expenses in the short term or maybe permanently? Perhaps you can ask your suppliers for longer terms, payment plans, or better deals. And if you're paying too much rent, Maybe now's the time to talk to your landlord and see if you can negotiate a deal there as well. Look at any leasing payments that you have. Make a note of the lease term that's left. And if you can afford it, why not ask, is there a saving to be had by paying it out early? Alternately, you could ask for a repayment holiday for a few weeks or a couple of months on something that you're leasing for your business. Have a look at your subscriptions and cancel or suspend the ones that you can live without or that you no longer use. Maybe the free version will work for you going forward rather than the paid version. If you're a product-based business, have a look at your inventory. Cut back or cancel back orders on things that aren't selling or that you no longer need, especially if you've got a big glut of stock. Look for new product lines to replace things that aren't performing. And you know, everyone loves a sale. Consider liquidating some of your existing stock. And if you don't have an online presence, why not consider jumping onto Gumtree, eBay, or Amazon and selling stock on those platforms? If you're a service provider, can you do a short term special on a key service that you know will help increase cash flow? For all businesses, particularly those service-based businesses, look at shortening up your invoicing terms. Make them seven days instead of 14 days or 30 and follow up customers who don't pay you on time. Look at your insurance, contact your broker and ask them to review your business insurance. Are you covered for things like loss of trade, for example? Now, if all of that seems overwhelming, it's a great idea to have a chat to your accountant, BAS agent, or your bookkeeper about ways you can streamline and save in your business. My next tip is around business goals. The best businesses plan and they review those plans often. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know I love a good business plan. Now, many business owners believe that planning is a waste of time and they don't plan because the process either seems overwhelming or they just don't get it. But honestly, I know firsthand that taking the time to work on your business and make a plan can produce incredible results. For me, it all starts by understanding what success means to you in this season of your life and your business. What is it that you want to achieve in the next 12 months? And how do you want your life and business to look throughout that period? Now, if the thought of planning the next 12 months does your head in, I get it, Start with planning the next 90 days instead. So what are three things maximum that you'd like to tick off the list in the next 90 days? forego the temptation to be an overachiever when you're setting targets and doing this planning exercise. I mean, right now your main goal might simply be maintaining the status quo rather than trying to grow and that's okay. It's all about setting a goal and then creating a list of action items to help you achieve that goal. Put them in your diary when you've got those action items and tick them off as you achieve them because each step adds to the bigger goal. When you reach that goal, even if it's as simple as working through the checklist that I just went through around your numbers, take the time to celebrate because when we celebrate our wins, we're more likely to continue the process. And of course, every small step you take is going to lead to big results. Now, if you're interested to learn more about business planning, I've got a mini course called The Planning Formula, and you'll be able to find the details in the show notes. So jump on over and have a look. My next tip is to review your prices. When was the last time you reviewed your prices? If you can't remember the last time or it's more than six months ago, it's time to bite the bullet and do a wholesale pricing review. And that really starts with understanding precisely what it costs you to run your business. Now, with prices increasing left and right, it's fair to say that the cost of doing business has probably increased for you as well. But if you haven't taken time to have a look at your numbers or your pricing, you might not even realize that's the case for you. And while it might seem counterintuitive to increase your prices right now, especially with a looming recession, you need to remember that you're in business to make money and you're not running a charity. So it is just as important for you to have a price increase as everybody else. But my advice is to be strategic about your price increases you don't need to increase all of your prices equally. Likewise, for your loyal customers, you might choose to grandfather them on their current prices and only apply price increases for new customers coming online. It's also a good time to take a deep dive into your service offerings. And if there's something that isn't working or just not turning a profit, and it's something that you know the market won't sustain a price increase in, then maybe it's time to put pause on that service for the time being. makes sense? So Pricing reviews can be a bit tricky. I offer a service called the Pricing Formula. If that's for any interest to you, reach out, shoot me an email, and we can jump on and have a chat about it. My next tip is around creating a budget and a cash flow forecast. Now, you've probably heard of budgets and cash flow forecasts, bottom line, they're two great tools for small business. With a budget, as the name suggests, it's an estimation of revenue and costs for a certain period of time, usually for the next 12 months. And they provide target metrics for business that we're supposed to try and stick to. Now, most businesses would typically create a budget towards the end of the financial year. A lot of big businesses do those budgets around April, May, for example. But if you haven't done one and you're right at the start of the new financial, to a year or you're just at the start of a new month, there's no hard and fast rule around the timing. So jump on in and set yourself a budget. While it might seem overwhelming, it's a much easier exercise than you think. If you've got data already about your business you can review the last 12 months, see what it's been like in terms of your income and your expenses, and you can base the next 12 months on that data. You would look at the current costs of your overheads and your business expenses to make sure that you're taking into account any new prices that might now be applicable. So don't just apply what happened last year wholesale to the 12 months coming. Look to increase those prices if Things are costing you more money. I'm sure they probably are. The same goes for your income. If you plan to increase your prices, use those projected price increases when you're putting in your data for the revenue you expect to get in the next 12 months. But keep in mind that the key to a good budget is going back at the end of every month and measuring actual data. So, what actually happened in your business against what you budgeted? Did you stick to your business budget? If not, why not? Did you reach those revenue goals? If not, were they unrealistic? Perhaps costs increased and that's why you didn't meet those expense targets. Maybe business was flat and you need to do something to boost your turnover. Perhaps you might need to review the months ahead and make some changes, but you get the picture. The magic in a budget is all about looking at what's actually happening against what you budgeted and working out what levers you have to pull to try and meet that budget or the targets that you've set for yourself. Now, while your business budget gives you revenue and expense turnover targets, cash flow forecasts can actually help you manage the amount of cash that's available to you at any one time to run your business. And if you're a small business, you know that cash really is king. It's essential to keeping everything going. No cash in the bank, nothing much happens. Cash flow forecasts. Deal in actuals. So, how much money do you actually have in the bank? What invoices do you have right now that are out with your clients or that are upcoming? What bills do you know that you have to pay? So, it's all about the realistic side of business. And for that reason, cash flow forecasts are fairly simple to put together. The cash flow outputs, so all of those things that you have to spend, can easily be dumped into a spreadsheet. You can go back over the last year and look at when you're Insurance was paid, or when your car register was paid, or you know when your rent is due every month, and you can easily plot those things into your forecast. Same goes for our wages. We know when we run our payroll, and we know when we pay for those subscriptions. Cash flow inputs, on the other hand, that's the revenue that we've got coming into our business, can be a little tricky. But what I'd suggest is working with a really simple system, and that's diving into your cash flow forecast every month or as you're creating invoices and you know that people are going to pay you for those invoices, right? And putting them directly into the forecast. It just gives you a better way to estimate the expected revenues that are going to come into your business as you go on. As I invoice through every month, I always dive back into my cash flow forecast and update those revenue projections. So I'm really working with real time data. And that's the thing with cash flow forecasts. They only really work if you work with them. The key is keeping them up to date at least a month in advance. Now, personally, I like to try and create a cash flow forecast for a full year. Certainly, I put in all of my expenses that I know are coming for the full year, and then I tweak it every month. The what it allows me to do is plan for those big bills that I know I've got coming up. And that includes things like paying for my GST and my page go tax and my superannuation. I know when I need to save and I know when I can invest in my business or take additional money out of my business. Bottom line, I am never left struggling with zero dollars in the bank and a whole bunch of bills to pay. So, regardless of whether we have a recession or not, a cash flow forecast can be a great tool to employ. In your business, just to help keep those cash wheels turning. If you're interested, you can try my product, The Cash Flow Formula, which walks you through exactly how to do it and gives you a cash flow spreadsheet template that you can use. And it's only $27. Again, link down in the show notes. So the next question I want to ask is Can you change the way you work? And that in itself can help your business. Maybe now is a great time to review how you work, how you do what you do, and the standard operating procedures that are attached to the way your day-to-day business operates. Where are the areas that you can be more efficient? Is it time to outsource some tasks, for example, that you'd usually perform yourself So that way you can work on things that are going to bring in more revenue. Maybe it's working on your business more. So if you don't already have standard operating procedures, now might be a time to create them. Because if you do decide to outsource or bring in new team members, they're a great way to communicate the changes to your team, set the tone for future work, and work with virtual assistants seamlessly during peak times. Some other things you might want to consider is getting rid of that office space if you have one and working full-time from home for you and your staff, or it could be a part-time work from home office arrangement, and you might think about subletting your office. You get the picture. It's all about reviewing every aspect of the way you work and seeing where there are efficiencies and where you can start to save some money. Next, you might want to consider diversifying your services. If we've learnt nothing after the last few years in business, it's clear that diversifying business income streams can be the difference between surviving, thriving, or failing altogether. So, what can you do in your business right now to create some new income streams? Well, I would suggest grabbing a team and starting to strategize because two heads are better than one. What opportunities are there in your sector? How can you diversify your business and income streams to capitalize on those opportunities? What quick wins can you come up with and launch in the next two to four weeks, for example? Is there a product or service you can add to your business? Can you create an online course? Call- or maybe a new product. Is selling your product online an option? Can you create an upsell or a loyalty program? Perhaps it's a new or limited time service or a collaboration with another business owner. If the whole idea of diversifying your business stumps you, why not consider talking to your existing customer base and ask them how you can help them. Continuing to engage and nurture your loyal customers with special offers, a gift with purchase, free postage, or a conversation can make your community feel safe and appreciated. Always remember that 80% of your business usually comes from 20% of your customers. So take care of them. And one of the ways that they can feel like they're part of your business and included could be to ask them exactly how you can help them. Diversifying is about planning and creating strategy. It's about looking for growth opportunities that might complement your existing business. Now you might come up with a thousand different ideas and you don't need to implement them all and certainly not all at once. Instead, take a beat, have a look at each idea that you've brainstormed, consider if it's going to be right for your business, how much money it's going to cost you, and then strategically implement the new idea when the time is right. When it comes to tough times in business and generally in the economy, often our staff start to get anxious. They hear about people being laid off, or having their hours cut. And so my advice to you would be to keep communication lines open at all time. If you've managed to accumulate a great team, they really are the most valuable asset you have in your business. And so it's really important to look after them now more than ever. I mean, let's be honest, we're all suffering from sickness, fatigue, and the uncertainty that lies ahead is super stressful especially with tangible things like interest rates going up, it seems, every month. So keep an open mind to flexible working arrangements that are going to help both your business and your staff. But most importantly, keep those communication lines open. The other thing is, if the staff know what's going on in your business, then those people at the cold base might have some great ideas to help you streamline processes and introduce tech to make the job safer or simpler, or they might think of ways that can save you some money. Bottom line, it creates an inclusive and understanding culture. And in my mind, that's a key to success. Now, if you're a solopreneur or running a team with very few members, maybe your team can be a bunch of other like-minded business owners. You could get together regularly and talk all things business. Could be in person, could be done virtually, but having a platform to honestly share business problems and help one another find solutions could make a huge difference to your business and your mental health. You might even come up with collaborations or a good old-fashioned service swap to help each other out, save your time. And money. My final tip applies equally whether we're in good times in business or bad. And that's about knowing and understanding your obligations. And what do I mean by that? I'm talking about things like GST, Go tax superannuation as a start, it's really important as business owners that we keep track of compliance due dates and that we've got those written in our diary, regardless of whether we use a professional to help us lodge or not. It's also equally as important to understand what you might be up for, what you need to pay for those obligations, because where a lot of business owners come unstuck is not having the money stashed away in advance to meet those compliance obligations. That leads to payment arrangements and all kinds of messy madness and stress around having no money. So my advice to you would be to jump onto the ATO website, jot down the dates for your compliance obligations, and then have a chat to your bookkeeper, BAS agent, or accountant, and work out exactly what you might be up for going forward with things like GST, your tax, and your super. You can look those things up yourself if you're savvy and you understand the cloud accounting software platform that you're working with, for example, or if you've kept really good books. And If all of that sounds like it's going to make your head implode, I get it. Definitely keep track of those compliance obligations, but have a talk to your accountant, your BAS agent, or your bookkeeper and get them to just give you some advice around what you might need to pay or what you might need to save for some of the compliance that you're liable for in your business. The other thing to keep an eye on is the federal, state and local government websites just to see what's on offer for your business. Because while we no longer have that ongoing federal government stimulus to help us when things are not going well, there could be things coming up in the future. So that brings us to the end of today's podcast. And I guess the one thing I will say is that remember, all businesses go through ups and downs. Local and international events can impact us either directly or indirectly, but they do have an impact on all of us. Economic downturns and the resulting negative impacts on business are not unusual. And those corrections, it seems in Australia at least, happen every 10 years. And while we can't control the bigger economic picture, we can to some degree control our reaction to it. So rather than sit on your hands and wait for the recession we might have to have to happen, why not get proactive? Start now by considering some of the strategies that I've outlined here. And of course, if you need help, make sure you ask for it. Get advice from other business owners or talk to professionals who can help you out. Regardless of where you are now though, remember why you started your business. Decide what this next season of business is going to look like for you. What's your success story? What does it look like? And what strategies can you implement right now to make it happen? Bottom line, it's almost never too late to recession-ready your business. So go get started.
0: Thanks for listening to the Secrets of Successful Business podcast. For more information on all things business, head to flossy.com.au and make sure you hit subscribe on the show so you don't miss another new episode. If you're enjoying the show, please give it a quick rating or review, share it on your socials or with friends who might enjoy it. Catch you next time.